All right, now I'm recording this just in my house. Um, there are cats around, so if the cats make any noises, you know what's going on there. Um, yeah, it's been a while since I've been on the old podcast, and uh, you know, I felt like it's time to bring it back maybe a little bit. An episode here and there, maybe once every couple weeks. We'll see what happens. Um, this one I just want to make because I had a... Uh, a little situation pop up. Uh, it was a vacation that was, boy, it was an interesting vacation. So it started, um, I had about, I don't know, maybe I think I had five days off from work and my wife had, I think four days off. So I was like, all right, well, you know, we can do a little vacation somewhere. So we, you know, consider, Hey, let's, consider Cancun, Cancun, Mexico. You know, it's an easy flight, uh, won't be expensive, has the beautiful beaches, the whole, you know, well, whatever you want to have a vacation, it's got it. So we head down there and, um, you know, we make our flights. That's good. That's always a concern. And uh, we get down there. And as soon as we get down there now, God, so this freaking cat. As soon as we get down there, we, you know, we're, we're all, we're both a little worried because last time we tried to, to do a vacation, we went to Costa Rica and sure enough, when we get to the customs, they, uh, they reject my wife because she's Chinese. She's got the Chinese visa, all that crap. Now, did I end up staying there and leaving her to go back home? Yeah, I did. I stayed and left her. Uh, was it a great trip? It wasn't a great trip, but it wasn't, you know, the worst thing. So I told her straight up, I said, look, if you get rejected again, you better believe I'm leaving your A again because, uh, I'm done with this going traveling and then getting rejected every time because your visa or your passport sucks. I can't do the crappy passports, man. I'm American. We got a good passport. I don't have time for these commie passports that can't get you in any country. So I made it clear. Now, would I have done that again? Probably not. Um, but I wanted her to, you know, stay on her toes. You know, don't buck around when we travel. It's pretty much the message I wanted to send. So we get to the airport and we go down an escalator. And as soon as we get to the escalator, I noticed that there was like, it was getting really crowded. I was like, all right, this is weird. You know, whatever. So we get to uh, the bottom of the escalator finally, and sure enough, there is a massive crowd of people. I'm talking, I'm, this is no exaggeration. There must have been, mm, I, I feel like saying 2,000 people is too low. I feel like you're looking between two and 4,000, somewhere in there. Just People as far as the eye can see. And uh, they're all, like, it's chaos. There, there's not really a line going on. It's just kind of like you're crammed in this area. It really brought back memories of being in China, where everything's just like a crowd of people and you don't know what's going on. So, finally, I, I notice, okay, there actually is kind of a line. So, okay, you've got, like, your little roped-off lines, and those, you know, you once you get to that, you know what's going on. Okay, you got the reptile lines. You go, it's like you zigzag until you get to the front. That was understandable. 
But to get to the roped off line, that is where it was just complete chaos. I'm talking nobody knew what to do. So then finally enough people in the front of the uh, chaotic line, they were saying, hey, the line goes all the way down that way and then comes all the way back this way. And then you can get to the roped off line. And then I was like, oh, God, because I looked at the line and it was enormous. But I was like, whatever, I guess we'll just do that. Um, yeah, it's going to take a while, but whatever. So we're waiting in this line and good gosh, this line barely moves. I'm talking, you might move five feet every 15 minutes. It was ridiculous. So we're in this line and we go all the way to the one end and then we start coming all the way back. And when we get on our way back, I noticed that it's just not moving anymore. And also not a whole lot of people are coming to our line anymore. They're more just like going straight for the zigzag line. So it's getting to the point where there's a good, I don't know, 10 to 20 meter gap in the line where clearly nobody has been coming to our line for like the past, I don't know, 30 minutes maybe. And uh, so I'm, I'm noticing, I notice everybody just looks like they're rushing to the zigzag as soon as they get down the escalator. And I see a lot of people, you know, talking under their breath. Oh, this is bull crap. Look at these idiots. Why are they doing this? Why don't they just come to the line? You know, all that crap. And we were not moving. At this point, we were not moving. And it was just us getting screwed by all these line skipping idiots that were just coming down the escalator going to the line. So finally, I was like, look, I got to say something. Because if I don't say anything, we're not going to move. And it's going to take who knows how long. So finally, I was like, bucket, I'm going. I'm going over there and I'm freaking telling these motherfuckers. So I get out of the line and I go straight to the crowd and the people in that line skipping crowd, every one of them, it's like they had that look where you're just like, F you, dude, F you. I want to punch you in the face. You're a freaking loser. I'm talking some masking, like one of the guys specifically that I remember, and I just could not handle this guy. He was like that flabby, overweight, disgusting disgusting body loser the guy was like a two of course he had a mask on of course because that's what he that's the type of guy he is and the guy he was with had a mask on and here they are skipping in line the people that have probably said and are still saying for the past three years how dare you you don't care about other humans you need to wear a mask and here they are wearing their mask. And then, oh, oh, oh. But when it comes to waiting in line, no, they got no time for that. Because apparently they're too important for that. So they just skip right ahead with their gay mask on. So uh, I see these guys. And I'm just like, no, 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 no. So I go over there and I just, I'm stern. I'm speaking very loudly. And I, uh, I pretty much yell out, hey, everybody who is right here. Y'all are all supposed to be in this line that starts way down there. So you need to go ahead and move from where you are to that line like we had to do. I was like, the line's going to take you about two hours, but that's the way it is, and that's the way it's going to be. So I was like, you need to go ahead and move from this spot to that spot now. And I said it pretty much like that. Now, as soon as I finished, I got a resounding, applause from 
everybody that was, you know, pissed off at these losers. And it felt great. It felt really, really good. So, you know, I I casually walked back to our spot. Well, then I noticed nobody effing just nobody cared what I said. Who was skipping the line? They just went, "Eh, whatever. But then everybody who was on my side, they started like, okay, F this. If this guy's going to speak up, I'm going to speak up too. So they start getting real pushy. Hey, get to the back of the line, dude. Blah, 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 all this crap. And the freaking pieces of crap that were skipping in line. I saw one of them put up uh, his middle finger to a guy's face. F off, dude. Just like no respect for anybody. Just total douchebag. So then I was like, no, 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 no. So I came back there and I just started freaking calling these losers out. The masking guy was like, look, this mask boy. I called him a mask boy. I called the other guy that shot the bird a loser. I said, you are freaking losers. How about you wait around like everybody else did, you losers? And it was getting heated. Like, it was getting to the point where, you know, there was a mini little uprising going on against these freaking idiots. So very shortly after I came back and started yelling out loser and stuff like that, the I guess the airport realized if we don't do something, we're going to have ourselves an issue, uh, a big issue. So immediately they decide, okay, we're going to open up another line. And, you know, that's a long zigzag line. So that's going to take a lot of people to go in there to fill it up. So once they did that, I, you know, I quickly got in that line, obviously. But a lot of those freaking skipping idiots got in that line too real quick. It's like, yeah, it's like you're worthless. So it was a big deal, but I, I, it felt great because I realized that, you know, nobody ever wants to be the one to, you know, stand up and say something. Nobody wants to be the one to cause the same. Nobody wants to be, you know, the one to put themselves at risk. So they're just like, oh, whatever. But all it takes is one person calling out a bunch of people and change happens. And in that moment, change happened because as soon as I did that, the airport staff realized that they had to do something and they did. And sure enough, it I'm going to go ahead and say it. It saved the day because that situation was a disaster. I'm not exaggerating when I say we probably would have been waiting three to four hours to get to the customs. Three to four hours. Now, once I did the uprising, that cut the time in half easily. So it was it was a big moment. I was very proud of myself. Uh, even my wife, who was always like, shut up. Nobody cares. She was even proud of me. And I was like, dang, that's when I knew I did something right. But anyway, that's only the beginning of uh, a very, very interesting vacation. So we get to the customs and I get through and then it's my wife's turn. You know, big moment because she got rejected last time from Costa Rica because her green card situation is crap. And we're like, oh, is she going to make it? Well, she eventually gets through. So at that point, we realize, all right, we're good. We're on this vacation. Let's go have a blast. We already have our hotel booked. We have everything good to go. So we're in good shape. So I'm getting out of the airport and I notice, you know, a bunch of people, oh, taxi, taxi, all that bull crap. You know, you see it every time you go to these countries, um, which it's so crazy. It's like America has got to be the one of the only countries. Well, I don't know. I wouldn't say America. It's just the entire West, the developed West. 
you get out the airplane and yeah, that's it. I mean, you're you're on your way. In every other country, they're just screaming just constantly from every angle. Scams here, scams there, just trying to get your money immediately. But anyway, so you know, we fight our way through that. And then we see a guy who is like, oh, you know, do y'all need help with anything? I was like, oh yeah, we're looking for this bus. So one thing leads to another, and he starts showing us like, you know, activities that we can do while we're there. So he starts, you know, recommending, oh, you want to go snorkeling? We have a really good island where you can go out to in this boat, blah, blah. And he says, if you go to uh, meet us at this hotel tomorrow for this little, you know, brief presentation that we're going to do, he's like, we'll give you the free breakfast at the hotel, and then we'll give you um, the, you know, tickets for both of y'all to go to that out to this island for 50 bucks. And I felt like that that was a good deal because when you go out there, you're getting a breakfast and a lunch, all the drinks you want, so it's all inclusive, and uh, you also get like carted around on the island. You go from snorkeling place to snorkeling place, and it looked really cool. So I was like, fifty bucks, Dan, that's a good deal. And the presentation was ninety minutes, so I was like, all right, you know, obviously we're gonna reject whatever they're selling us, and then we'll get on our way. And we'll do our little island tour. It'll be fun. Well, we start the presentation. And uh, I mean, I'm not I'm not going to deny it. The girl that was presenting the thing to us, she was very attractive. I'm just going to say it, okay? You can judge. You can say what you want. She was a very attractive Mexican girl. And that's all there is to it. So they start showing us the, the resort that they're trying to sell us. And it is fresh as buck. Okay, I mean, this place, I'm not even lying when I say it's the freshest place I've ever seen in my life. It had rooftop pools with infinity pools. Uh, It had freaking just the layout was to die for. I mean, it was so fresh. It was so fresh, in fact, that they don't call it a five star resort. They call it a five diamond resort. Five star is crap compared to the five diamond. Five diamond, they, it's, I'm telling you, it's unbelievable. Floyd Mayweather stayed at this place. They told us, and I was like, oh, I'll look that up. And sure enough, it's true. He did. He stayed there. So, I mean, we know how much money that guy has. So I was like, dang, man, this is some serious stuff here. So we, you know, we get to the end of the present. You know, we have the breakfast. The breakfast was phenomenal. It was a buffet breakfast, Mexican style, so fucking good. The only unfortunate thing is we had to eat with the girl that was presenting the thing to us. So that was a little awkward, whatever, but so good. So after the breakfast, you know, they they show us a little bit more around the, you know, the resort. And um, then it's time to like pitch the sale to us. And what it ended up being, obviously, was a timeshare. Okay. And their deal was, you know, they start at, out with like these high prices where it's like, oh, $40,000 and then you pay this much every month. And it's like, well, obviously I'm not going to do that. Who the heck is going to pay 40000 bucks for this? But then once they, you know, talk to you and negotiate and talk and negotiate, they, you know, and this is their little way of doing it. But they get down to a price that looks very reasonable. I'm not even going to lie. So here's the final deal that they pitched us. And this is what we were looking at. So they pitched us a deal where it was $10,000. 
That's what you have to pay to be like, you know, a member of the thing. Now, obviously, you don't have to pay that all up front. You can pay it, you know, monthly installments. So you pay the $10,000, and then after that's paid off, that takes seven years to get paid off. Now, you can pay it off earlier, obviously, but max, it'll take us seven years. You have the membership for 50 years. So you can vacation at this place for 50 years, which essentially is the rest of your life. You got it for 50 years. For, the, for every year after the first seven, you're going to have to pay a fee and including in the first seven. So every year you're a member, 50 years. You have to pay a maintenance fee that is $485 a year. Now that fee can go up, uh, but it's capped at no more than 2% per year. So if it's, you know, 10... 1% of the 485 would be $4.85. So you're looking at max around 10 bucks. It can go up each year. So if you're there for 50 years, I mean, I would say the worst it could be if they maximized every year, you'd probably get up to $1,500 a year after 15 years. I mean, 50 years. So you got that maintenance fee for the rest of the time you remember there. But what you're getting is pretty dang legit. So you're going to get points obviously they got the point system and we would be getting a thousand points a year and with a thousand points you can stay at that resort that we were at and i'm telling you this place was fresh okay it was beyond fresh you could stay there for 10 total nights a year okay and if you think about it that's a lot that's two five night vacations a year at the the most premium resort you ever be at. Now you can go to other locations too. They have these five diamond uh, hotels or resorts all over Mexico. So you got like two in Cancun, you got one in Cabo, you got a couple uh, elsewhere. And I think they've got maybe five or six total in Mexico, but that's all you can go to with your points. Okay. So you got about five options with your points. The other places aren't going to be as cheap. You might be able to get like seven nights a year if you go to the other places, but the one we were at, which was extremely nice, you got 10 nights a year. So, okay. So you're paying 485 bucks and you get 10 nights a year. That's like 50 bucks a night to stay at the most unbelievably luxurious hotel you've ever seen in your life. Uh, so I was like, that's not bad at all. That's really reasonable. I mean, you pay 50 bucks anywhere else in the world or in America, at least. You're going to be staying in a freaking Motel 6 dump. So you're telling me I can get the most elite place for 50 bucks a night? That's a good deal. And, you know, obviously the first seven years, it'll be more than that. But after seven years, you got 43 years of having that deal. Now, another thing that was really appealing to me was if you choose to like, okay, well, I don't want to stay at that place. I want to stay somewhere in Bali, for example. You're going to get, and I'm probably going to have to cut this uh, podcast off and make a two-part of it, but you're going to get for, uh, you're also going to get this thing that they have where you'll be able to get a five-star hotel, which is going to be your Marriott's, your uh, Westons, your stuff like that, Double Trees. Uh, those are going to be at any time of the year, any place in the world, 260 a week. To stay at those places, $260. Now, if you ask me, 
That's extremely reasonable. That's like 35 bucks a night. Anytime you want to go. You want to let your friends do it? They can do it. You want to let a stranger do it? They can do it. And then you also have the option to get a five-diamond resort anywhere in the world. So the equivalent of the place that we were signing up for, extremely nice. You can get those anywhere in the world for 800 bucks for one week. So a little over 100 bucks a night to be at the most luxurious place anywhere in the world you want to go. So I'm hearing this thinking, okay, this is a good deal. Like, this is seriously a good deal. And what I was also thinking was, well, shoot, you could sell these. So, for example, you want some, you have somebody that's wanting to stay in New York City and they got a Marriott in New York City. And I'll say, all right, well, you pay me $700 and you can stay there for the week. Well, guess what? I'm only spending $260. So I'm pocketing $440 every time I make that sell. So I was thinking I could make a fortune off this. So, you know, all these things were going through my mind. So finally, we get to the point, it's like, God, me and my wife were actually sitting there thinking, dang, this is actually a good deal. Like, I didn't expect this to be such a good deal. So we we started to think, okay, well, what, what could we reach an agreement on to where we're both happy and we're going to sign this contract? So we finally decide, okay, you give us two free nights in this hotel today, starting today, because we were staying in some other bullcrap place. You give us two free nights, and it doesn't touch our points for the year. So we still get the 1,000 points. Uh, and we will sign that contract for the original thing that you were wanting. We will do it right now. And they agreed, so we did it. Now, we paid $1,000 down payment. That was just to start the thing. We had to pay an additional 1700 in the next uh I think it was five months we had to pay that off. So it was like $3.30 a month or something for the next five months. And then after that, the payments will go down to, I think it was $139 a month for the next, uh, you know, however long. It would probably be six and a half years at that point. So $135 a month, six and a half years, and then an additional $485 for the maintenance fee every year. So I was like, okay, this is very affordable. You work like one trip at the job I have, and uh, you can pretty much pay for the whole year. So it's like, okay, that's not bad. Or maybe two trips. I say one, two. Two trips. So in like uh, six days, you can pay for the whole year. I was like, that's worth it. I can easily manage that. So we decide, okay, we're going to sign it. We sign the contract. Everything's good. We you know shake their hands, get our package, tons of paperwork, tons of paperwork. But we officially are members of a timeshare in Cancun, Mexico. So we're enjoying the buck out of this place. We're loving the resort. It is so freaking nice. We go to our room. It's amazing. And uh, I mean, you couldn't ask for a better situation. So we're stoked about it. But then it starts like, I start thinking a little bit about it. I start researching a little bit more about it. And then I, I start to feel like, oh man, Oh, I don't know how, I don't know if this was, I'm like torn at this point. I feel like, okay, it's a good deal, but also that's a big commitment. That's a lot of money, $10,000 up front. You do the math for the next 50 years, it's like 30 something thousand dollars with your maintenance fees. Obviously the maintenance fees will go up. So I was like, dang dude, I don't know how I feel about this. So I call my mom 
because she's a time shareholder. And I tell her about it and she says, oh, you got to get out. You got to get out of that. Like, because once you, here's the thing with the timeshare, you have like five days to cancel it and it's not going to be an issue. But if you wait more than the five days, then it's impossible to cancel. You can't cancel it. You're stuck with it for 50 years. So she's like, look, you got five days. You need to go ahead and make that decision to cancel it now. And she's like, I mean, I'm not forcing you to do anything, but I'm in timeshares and I wish I wasn't. So that's all I'm going to say. And I was like, oh, dang. I do a little bit more research. I read an article um, that Dave Ramsey wrote about it, about timeshares, saying they're the biggest scam ever. And then it did start to hit me that, okay, I get that this resort's fresh as crap. And I get that, you know, the price is very reasonable to stay here, um, you know, once, twice a year, five nights a year, very reasonable. But then I start thinking, okay, but you are stuck to Mexico for one. You got five locations in Mexico and you're stuck to those. Now you can do the $800 a month thing or for a week for uh, any other location in the world that's a five diamond. But if you want to use your points, it's Mexico and you know you're going to use those points. And that's two five-night vacations a year. So you're not going to have a lot of time to do anything outside of those. So then I was like, ooh, I don't know if I like the sound of that. Then we had a final moment that it really broke me. It was the next day. We were going to the island that we were promised for 50 bucks. And we get our tickets, and the guy's like, all right, and there's going to be a $15 uh, docking fee for each person. And I was like, What? Because the guy at the place, he told us, once you pay this 50, you got no other cost. Maybe you have to tip somebody here and there. But other than that, you got no more cost. So I was like, all right, sweet. Well, see the $15. And at that point, I am pissed, dude. I am so pissed because I was like, F this. I'm done with paying little fees here and there. I'm done with it. I can't do this crap anymore. So that looked at my wife. and I was like, look, I'm canceling this freaking timeshare. I'm not doing this crap. I'm tired of paying these fees, and I know that this is what my, our life's going to be like if we keep this timeshare. It's going to be a bunch of fees nonstop that we're not going to be told about, and we're just going to have to pay. Uh, I'm going to cut the podcast, and we're going to have a part two. Sorry. All right. Sorry about that. We are back for part two of the timeshare trip. So I, I hit a breaking point when I get the uh, the $15 fee, and I was like, no, I'm effing done with this crap. So I decided at that point. Now, our orig- the original fresh Mexican girl that presented the thing to us and sold us the timeshare, she was meeting us at the hotel to give us our ticket, and we were also promised a free breakfast the next morning. So she was going to give us the breakfast, give us the ticket to the uh, island, and... Um, was going to, you know, set that up for us. So it was a really awkward situation because she thought she was coming there to do that. But in reality, I decided I'm done with this timeshare. So when she got there, I was going to tell her we're out. We want to cancel. So that's kind of the situation we're in. So she gets there and I let her know. I was like, look, I thought about it. I talked with my mom about it and uh, we decided we're going to go ahead and cancel it. And she's like, okay, yeah, not a problem. So she was like, okay, I'm going to, she had to work that day. So she had to sell more timeshare crap. So she was like, all right. um, Yeah, just, I'll let you know when you can come over there and uh, we can get it canceled. I was like, all right, sweet. Easy enough. 
So she sends me a message saying, uh, 12 o'clock, meet me over there at 12 o'clock. So we go over there. Um, and I think we decided, well, we went to, cause we kind of forgot where the place was. So we wanted to make sure, okay, I want to know where this place is. Cause I'm afraid these people are going to say 12 o'clock and then we're going to go there at 12 o'clock and they're all going to be gone. And that's going to be like, okay, well, we're screwed now. So we go over there a little bit early and I walk into the room and I see him like presenting to people and I see the same, like, I guess the boss guy. And, uh, I see him. And I was like, Hey man, uh, yeah, we, we decided we want to cancel things. Like, oh, okay. Uh, well I can't do anything right now cause I'm working, but come back at uh two o'clock. And I was like, two, I said, the, uh, the other girl told me 12 and he's like 12, no, 12 not going to work. It's like two. I was like, okay. So we get out of the, I, I leave. I tell my wife, you know, we got to come back this time. But I was strongly feeling like, okay, they're going to not be there at two. I know how this crap is. They're not going to be there. So I was like, let's go ahead and get there at uh, like 1230 and just wait outside until they're leaving and then we'll catch them on their way out. So we wait outside and you can see us through the glass. Like they can see us in there um, from where they are. They can see us sitting outside because it's just all glass windows. So eventually the, uh, the girl comes up to us uh, at around like 1230 maybe. And she's like, oh, hey, what's up? Blah, blah, blah. And we talk a little bit. And then the guy comes out and he's like, oh, yeah, we'll, we'll be with you all shortly. Blah, blah, blah. And then they do. They send out a guy with the documentation saying that we're going to cancel it. We'd sign it off and we, uh, yeah, we get out of there and we cancel it. So we successfully got out of the timeshare. I was almost certain that was not going to happen. I've heard horror stories online about people. Once you sign that thing, you're stuck with it. There's nothing you can do. Um, and this is like when I did this research, this is the research that really made me feel like, okay, this is BS and I am out of it no matter what. Like even if it seems like a good deal, I'm out of it simply for this reason. You can go on eBay right now. You can buy the exact same location and deal that we just got except more points. So instead of getting 10 nights a year, you would get 15 nights a year. Your maintenance fee is a little bit more. I think it's like 750 a year. So instead of 480, 750, but you get the, those additional, you know, five nights. So it's, you know, 15 nights for 750. That's still like 50 bucks a night. Um, and it's selling for a dollar on eBay right now. And it's legitimate. Like you want to buy that thing? It's a dollar. Now it's starting bid a dollar, but I've seen these things and they usually don't sell for more than a thousand. So pretty much what you're doing is you're waiving that initial fee of $10,000. Now for the 15,000 points, it'd probably be more like $15,000 or the, uh, 1,500 points. It'd probably be more like $15,000, uh, so yeah, pretty much you're just saving yourself 10 grand if you go on eBay. Now you're still going to have to pay those maintenance fees for the rest of your, uh, the 50 years, but still you don't have to do the initial 10 grand, which is one of the worst parts about it. Uh, because that, I mean, yeah, you got to put a lot of money down. You got to pay on that bull crap and it sucks. So if you can waive that, it's actually a pretty good deal at that point. If you get it for a dollar, because 
at that point, you really are getting just a dirt cheap place to stay at a premium resort every year. Now, it's going to be, you know, more or less the same place every time, but it, there's no denying it's fresh. There ain't no denying it fresh. And, and there was a lot of other things that this hotel did that pissed me off. So you would go eat and they would have their prices. You know, let's say it was 15 bucks for your meal. They would immediately put like an additional $10 for the tip. You didn't even have a choice. They're putting that tip in there. There's nothing you can do about it. So they would pull that crap on you. And it's like, okay, this is BS, but whatever. We went to a uh, the buffet. Now, the buffet was looking like it was going to be like 35 bucks each person for the dinner buffet, which, you know, is a little pricey. But we had gotten out of the, um, the timeshare, so I was feeling good about it. I was like, all right, well, uh, let's do it. Let's celebrate. Let's get this. It ended up costing us like, I don't know, $100? So it went from, we thought it was going to be 70 to 100 And that was simply because they added a freaking huge tip. And then they their tax is like abnormally large. I think it's like 17% or something. And you're only going to see that in the city, uh, in these resorts too. You're not going to see that when you get out into the town. You're not going to see any tax really. But for some reason here, it's 17%. It's like, what's some BS? So, yeah, it's kind of just a big money pit. It really is. But dang, was that resort fresh. And I mean fresh. There is no denying that. Um, but, yeah, it just ended up being a, a very funny, scammy trip. It was fun. We enjoyed it. But, man, it had its highs and its lows. That's for sure. And, uh, you know, getting back home, it wasn't the easiest. We missed the flight. We had to get on the second one. Um, you know, we had our little stuff. But, yeah, that's that's pretty much my story about getting in and out of a timeshare in, uh, in one day's time. Um, will I ever fall for that crap again? No, I won't. Um, will I do a presentation again? I guess that's the problem. I hear that the better the present they're going to give you, the harder it is to finish the timeshare presentation. So ours was not that good of a gift. It was like, oh, you get a $50 thing and a free breakfast. Okay, not that good. But some people give you like a week free stay or like two nights free stay at the resort. Okay, that's really good. And for those, you might have to end up staying at that thing for like eight hours because they're not going to let you leave. You look up the horror stories on uh, YouTube of this crap. It gets bad. Um, but ours was not that bad, but the gift wasn't that good. So I guess that's what it comes down to. But yeah, that was our trip. And uh, we learned a big lesson on it. Luckily, we did get all of our money refunded. I was a little bit afraid they wouldn't do that, but they did. They refunded the money. And uh looks like we're good to go now. But yeah, I hope you enjoyed it. And that was our little Cancun timeshare story. Talk to you next time.